Welcome to Carve Your Own Fucking Path, a podcast featuring candid interviews with unconventional entrepreneurs who are boldly building a business and life on their own terms. I'm your host, Willow, video producer and storyteller at Be Seen Productions. My mission is to elevate your online presence. All my guests on the show also have a big mission and inspiring story to share. You'll hear messy truths, triumphs, and tribulations from entrepreneurs who have been there and done that and who are unapologetically blazing their own trail. If you're starting out in business, you'll gain practical insights and tips so you know what it takes. And if you've been waiting for a sign to carve your own fucking path, this is it. Okay, let's meet my next guest. Have you heard, do less and make a ton more money. Stop doing all of the things. I've been hearing this for a while, especially in the online entrepreneur space. And to be honest, it's a bit of a mystery. Like, what does that exactly mean? And how is this possible? So my guest today is Kat Arapis. She's a master business coach who helps her clients grow to six figures and beyond in just 20 hours a week. She has been creating this for herself for several years. I wanted her to break it down and tell her story and also pass along some of this insight because we all could do with working less and making just simple shifts and how your business can be a healing modality. It's really fascinating. So I can't wait for you to meet Kat. She is a straight talker, no BS kind of gal, and that's why we love her. Okay, let's meet Kat. Welcome to the podcast, Kat Arapis. Did I say it right? Arapis. Tomato, Arapis. tomato, right? Potato, oh potato. <laughs> I'm like overthinking it now. That's the problem because I've been saying it in my head for two years since I've I've known you, I think. Welcome to the podcast, Carve Your Own Fucking Path. I have wanted to interview you for a long time. You are one of these people that owns it. You're a master business coach, an NLP practitioner and master NLP coach. Mm-hmm. I'll refine that. But <laughs> you you have been showing up online for a long time. And I think you know showing up in a way that is authentic AF is extremely difficult and personally for me as well. So I think I've always looked to you as like, wow, this, this person is embodying what you are teaching. And, and I've just seen, you know, you grow over the last couple of years. So this is the first time I've really, that I will be able to get your story and sort of where were you before? Like what path were you carving? Let's just dive into your backstory. I'm so curious. Okay. I love that. Like what path was I carving before? Cause that's like, I'm just going to like go with that now. Like, cause okay. that's, to- that's totally, that's totally it. Right. It's like, you know, prior to, um, being an online business coach for online business owners, I was working in a, in a corporate gig. Like my, my background is like professional business. It's what I studied in university for five years. I worked in a fortune mm. 500 and like finance economics, advanced international business that was the path I was carving and so I always tell people this like when they ask like why because like I'm shit at math can we is French allowed this podcast I'm assuming (laughs) and Italian uh, and all the things okay like many yeah speak freely I love it (laughs) (laughs) like I was saying the titty cups and the swearing Mm -hmm. it's perfect here (laughs) yes I have a, a cup that's got some erect yeah. If you're like on audio and you can't see, yeah, she's got a great exactly. mug. Um, so where was I going? I'm also like pregnant. So pregnancy brain, it's like, where are we now? Um, yes. Yeah, so mama to be as well. <laughs> and, and how many weeks are you? 26. It's okay. Wednesday today, right? Yeah. <laughs> 26 <laughs> weeks tomorrow. Yeah. Wow. I know. So, it's just like, that's like a whole other thing. Okay. So I, I don't have children. So the week thing I ask, and then I'm like, okay, does that mean you're halfway there? More than halfway. More than halfway. Yeah. More than halfway. Like 40 weeks is like your, right. especially if it's your first one, you're pretty much like on the money on 40 weeks. Okay. Apparently says the doctors. Right. Yeah. But that's like a whole other like path that I'm fucking carving. Right. Like, that's yeah. Like, yeah. So that's like wild. That be even another episode we can jam on. <laughs> Yes. But yeah, so back, <laughs> let's rewind like basically a decade ago. <clears throat> so yeah, um, for me, like f- liberation and just 
literally carving my own fucking path has always been an innate thing of me. I've always kind of been like mm. the black sheep. I've never, you know, my friends always said this, like, I always knew that you'd never really stay here. Like I'm from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada. They, they would always say like, you're probably not going to stay here. Like there's just always this like vibe about me where it's like, yeah. I'm like world traveler, explorer, like all the cultures, all the history, like all the religions, like just really curious about the world. I've always been very mm-hmm. curious. And so when I was, I studied business one, because I'm so fucking good at business. I'm an INTJ. It's not just business. I'm just great at strategy. And just like, okay. I can just like see holes, plug the holes, efficiency, mm-hmm. simplicity, also like by zone of genius and business. So business is something I love. Money is something I love. It's easy mm-hmm. for me. It's an innate gift. So I studied that, but I also was like, okay, if I want to check all these boxes in my life, world travel, making lots of money, making an impact, i.e. like making those like really high level visionary decisions and having that mm-hmm. create a ripple effect. Back then, I thought the only way to do that was like have an executive role. Right. But okay. that was the only, that was for me, that was the only thing in my awareness at the time. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you want to, you know, travel the world, do meaningful work, high level shit, be an executive, yeah. I get paid to like do that thing. Right. Yeah. So you, you uh, curious if you were modeling anyone like in your family, did you have the, any pressure to be this executive? Like, where did that come from? I think for me, there wasn't any pressure from, there was never pressure from my family. I like both my parents are, have great jobs and they love their jobs. Mm-hmm. I think that was, okay. I, I even was just telling my partner, Danny, this, like, I think that was great that my parents love their jobs. Cause there's so many yeah. people where they see their parents, like literally hating their lives. Like, yeah, my parents totally. both love their jobs and their jobs were great, but they weren't like world traveling jobs. Right. No. It was like, yeah, yeah. just like Good kids, yeah. you know, yeah. traditional like family structure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. exactly right but for me I was okay. always like I, I was a little bit more and maybe it's because my parents are immigrants and maybe there's mm-hmm. a little bit inside me where I'm a little bit more exploratory exploratory than even my sisters my sisters are pretty like mm. let's stay in Canada yep. do the traditional path carving <laughs> okay <laughs> right? and your yeah. parents are from you said my they're dad's, Greek okay yeah my dad's from Greece my mom's from Croatia Okay. Did so they first meet? generation Canadian? They met in the okay. States. Oh, interesting. Got it. Yeah. So, met in the States, yeah. moved to Canada, settled. And how much of that influence has been in your life? I think, well, I think a lot because I never really, for me, I never really considered myself Canadian. It's a really weird thing. Mm-hmm. Like I always felt like I was neither Greek or Croatian like I was never that but Mm -hmm. I was also never Canadian I felt like this weird sort of in between because I wasn't raised like a standard Canadian there's a lot of things that I wasn't allowed to do very strict parenting like Mm. all my other Canadian friends like sleepovers and like very like lenient relaxed parenting Mm -hmm. and my parents were not like that very like old school European sort of vibe okay right versus like interesting you know a lot of my friends like they were you know sixth generation eighth generation Ukrainians mm-hmm. living in the prairies of Canada, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. crazy. I yeah, I can't imagine just like such different influences. Mm-hmm. And then growing up yeah. in such a neutral place like yeah. Canada. From a young age, and I love like asking this because you, from a young age, did you feel like, okay, I may want this executive role or or thing, but I'm gonna do it differently. Mm-hmm. Like I don't fit in. Yeah, I think it was like, I mean, it wasn't my first job choice. I mean, as a kid, I don't even think you re- know what an executive well, is. Like, you're kind of like, right. I'm going to be a scientist. Like, that was a major thing for me. I was like, I was making like spitball machines out of Slurpee cups, like the 7-Eleven Slurpee cups. So I was mm-hmm. always just, I guess, very curious and and stuff like that and wanting to do creative work and and put okay. my genius somehow into something. Um, and then as I got older and I understood what a business was and that how a Mm -hmm. business runs like you know even just like when you're 10 years old and stuff you start to see that kind of stuff um yeah yeah. okay the curiosity that's that's key right if you're Mm -hmm. not curious it's like then you kind of just let other people maybe decide for you or just follow the the prescribed path that I call it yeah and so you went to university on this business track and then you got into the corporate world yeah did that feel right to you to some to at the beginning it felt right but 
not necessarily like once I actually got in Mm-hmm. then I started realizing all the red tape like it's kind of like you you kind of have these like rose-colored glasses right like again yeah. like especially for me like yeah I'm gonna be this executive and then I'm gonna travel the world and get paid to do it and like do really meaningful shit and like make a big impact and like make the high-level visionary decisions and see it play out and whatever and that is still true like obviously there's people doing that many people around the world but it's like it was only until I got into the fortune 500 or just the corporate world where I was like oh shit so that's gonna be like in 15 20 years yeah like it's not like you know yes people get promoted quickly and all the things but it's like I like even like in the first like year or two I was literally doing that I was like even it's a multinational so you'd think that especially with NAFTA and this might be like the super businessy but it's like especially with NAFTA Mm -hmm. and like all the things between Canada and America, you'd think it'd be real easy. It's a multinational, mm-hmm. all of our like cute little agreements that we have between us countries. It's like, no, there's still a shit ton of red tape. Like it was almost impossible. Like it would just be so long for me to mm-hmm. even just get to America. Yeah. Got I it. was like, okay. <laughs> the reality, reality set in. What impact yeah. did you want to make? You know, I think for me in the corporate gig that I was in, I wasn't necessarily thinking about changing lives. I think for me, it was more about changing my own life and just having my mm-hmm. own fulfillment. Yeah. So for me, and like, that is like the impact, like me knowing that I'm literally, I, I hate how cliche this is, but like the zone of genius, mm-hmm. but it's literally just, and I, I, let's just like remove the whole zone of genius. Cause I actually do hate it. It's just like <laughs> me, it, it is, it's just like, here's such my, a buzzword, like, but yeah, but it's like, here's my fucking innate gifts. And also it's like, this is stuff I'm really good at stuff. I enjoy right? Mm-hmm. Stuff where I'm like, I like, I'm like, I'm a naturalist and I can do it better than a lot of other people. And it's like, so for me, being able to do that work would bring me so much fulfillment. And it's like, also mm-hmm. what I teach my clients, it's like your selfishness is the most selfless thing you can do. Yeah. I love right? that. Like, yeah. Like yep. you reaching your fullest potential serves everybody else. Mm-hmm. It, you sound extremely confident. And again, you are. So where does that confidence come from? experience or yeah a lot of it comes from experience but then a lot of it also like I mean when I first started my coaching business I had all the experience I had all Mm. the client testimonials like even working some of the biggest companies here in Mexico because when I first you know this the transition from that path to this path that I'm currently Mm -hmm. on was like it was a it wasn't a pre-planned like I'm going to be an entrepreneur it kind of I stumbled into it and here we are Mm -hmm. but I had all the the things like I have the like I'm a business coach and I have a business degree I have a shit ton mm-hmm. of testimonials all the things and I still lacked confidence so even though I had the confidence mm-hmm. the belief and that's why yeah. I te- yeah right so it's like you like and then a lot of my clients like the people I work with like they're so fucking good at what they do like that's not the problem yep and the problem it's is the that they don't have yeah and it's not that they mm-hmm. don't have the information and the how like a lot of them are like implementing showing up in the business doing the things it's literally like that belief isn't mm-hmm. locked in. Right. Yeah. Okay. And your belief was not locked in as well. So this no. is also something you struggled, struggled with. Walk us through that transition. You have the corporate gig and then now you're an entrepreneur. So can you fill in yeah. the blanks? Yeah. And I'll, I'll do it at like a really high level. Cause that's, it's a story, but <laughs> I know right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it always so, is a long story. Yeah. Yeah. Sip of coffee too. Mm-hmm. So long story short, um, I moved to Mexico and just solo. Yeah. Solo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it was like what, just over four years ago now I've been living in Mexico. Okay. And, um, I knew that I didn't want to be in, I knew I like, okay. I knew that at the time the executive thing was still there. Right. Mm -hmm. But I knew I didn't want to be like, in an office driving to it I was like okay like because yeah. again at this time like at least for me anyway like five years ago four or five years ago like online business for me wasn't again in my like awareness mm-hmm. right like for me I was yeah. like if you work online you're a remote worker like you're not running okay. an online business does that make Got sense so oh, I was like same I didn't know shit yeah. I was like remote <laughs> no, worker cool really. like I'm still yeah. an employee but I'm gonna like I want to like work from home shalala mm-hmm. like obviously like the pre 
pre-pandemic, like I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a remote worker. Let's do it. Because again, yeah. I asked that of the Fortune 500 when I was still working there in Canada. So like, no. oh, okay. It was a hard no. Yeah. Got it. Right? Of course so I was not. Like, There's yeah. no trust, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, this is like the worst. Cause I'm also like, I hate, like, I'm like, I'm very independent person. So like the fact that like, I have to like validate and prove, I'm just like, this is so annoying. Yeah. I was just like totally. super annoyed. Yeah. So <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah. I love rules, but only when I fucking make them, you know what <laughs> exactly. I mean? Like, oh yeah. Fellow rule breaker. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. And so when you moved to Mexico, you were still working for that company wanting to go remote or did you just say fuck it and just move no so I literally just like said fuck it and I moved to Mexico so I was like I'm gonna like I had a little bit of savings and I was like okay I'm just gonna like come to Mexico live off of these savings and figure out because it's like I knew who I was like like, we kind of Mm. already talked about this in the podcast right Mm. like I knew who I was I know what I'm good at but it's like what am I really here to do? So I really started asking myself more like purpose driven questions. Like, is it mm-hmm. really just about like this and you know, like, what do I actually want to be doing for work and all these things? Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to give myself the space to like get to know myself on an even deeper level. Like, so I had mm-hmm. that little bit of savings was living down here. And then, so in the meantime, I was applying for all these like remote gigs, like mm-hmm. um, gigs as in literally like, chief marketing officer positions in startups in Canada okay in the states I think it was in the states check I can't remember because legal shit you know what I mean like yeah if you can but anyways point of the story applying for executive level positions in startups got interviews all the things and nothing was really panning out which was fine right that's why I okay. always like tell people I'm like yeah I am it's not one of those business coaches that's like quit your job and prove to the universe that I'm like do not fucking do that. That's the worst business advice I've ever yes. heard in my life. Thank you for like, saying let's that. Let's just like quit it yeah. and climb Mount Kilimanjaro and just like whatever. It's like, yeah, no, that is like the worst way to make money in your business. You're gonna be so needy in your business and just like push away clients. Anyway. Right. And quick question about Mexico. Yeah. I mean, I love Mexico, but why Mexico? And what was the, the draw to it, I guess? And what did you, yeah. There's a few things. There's like, there's like literally a few things like one um, it's super close to Canada and the States. So it's like, I didn't have to like, it wasn't this huge, like move. Right. It's Mm -hmm. like, I was still pretty close. I love the weather, um, the culture, um, Mm -hmm. cost of living is great. And the leniency is amazing. Right. I always tell people like the laws of Mexico are just guidelines. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Just guidelines. The feeling of freedom. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I have that. And that's why going, yeah. yeah. Totally. People love Canada and the States because it's like things work, but that's exactly it. Things mm-hmm. work because it's so like, and I love like at first, like, and I do love that. Like I love structure and I love, I was just saying like, I love rules, but only when I make them, but then it's like the yeah. paradox, right. Where it's like, I actually do like rules and I hate when people like, you know, it's yeah. like, Right. I get so mad about driving stuff here, but that's like a whole other thing. Like, do people <laughs> yes. even have licenses here? It's like, seriously. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I can relate to that. It's a feeling of more freedom, flexibility, and really being yourself, I think. And, and ultimately that's the driver that, that is a driver yeah. for me as well. And so I think being in a place and that I've always been curious about you living in Mexico and if that's sort of the feeling that you have there yeah. as well yeah. in community. I'm- exactly right and like I love how it's like you get like six months here at a time so it's like I didn't have Mm -hmm. to like it's just like easy entry and this is also like five years ago now with the pandemic things are a little bit more tight because Mm -hmm. everybody's moving to Mexico it's the only place at the time of recording this it's really the only place that's open and relaxed and all the things but okay keep that hush yeah (laughs) So, um, yeah, so I moved to Mexico and then what the transition is this. So as I was applying to do this remote working stuff, I was like, okay, I'm literally surrounded by so many businesses, like literally surrounded by them. So I just started like, like literally friends in my, my community, Mm, like that I had here. So I just started like, and I was like, I cannot, like when I see like, especially when it comes to, I'm like, I cannot bite my tongue. Like, I'm just like, I have to say the things. And so I basically just started mentoring all the people for free. Mm. Right. Okay. And then started like 
doing work for some of the businesses, like consulting and digital marketing and just like judging their businesses. Cause I was like, I can't not like, it's like yeah. literally like, if you guys could see my face on this podcast right now, it's like, I, it's like, so I'm like, like, it's just, I'm like, I can't. So then I just realized I was like, Oh, like if, cause then one person paid me. And then this was the click. This was the fucking mm-hmm. click. I was like, if yeah. one person can pay me, if one person will pay me more can more will. Yeah, totally. So the possibility opened up. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, then I had the other realization which is like, of course, like this is like a business derp, but it's like, it was more like an, a revelation where it's like, it was obvious, but it was right from my nose. It's like the only difference, like I'm the one, like in this fortune 500 and fill in the blank for everybody else's whatever job you're doing. It's like, you're the one generating all the value. Mm-hmm. You're the one doing all the work that helps that business make its revenue. Right. Right. So yeah their responsibility is obviously to be the visionary and to bring in the quote unquote leads, right. Or the customers and the clients. But it's like, if you're willing to be the visionary and then take responsibility for creating your clients and customers, that's it. Like it's basically Mm -hmm. remove the fucking middleman. You can just do the thing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So this one client paid you, you were doing the work anyway. And this is also, I think a great tip is like, if you're going to, what would you do without getting paid? And a lot of people would say, I wouldn't do what I'm doing if I didn't have the money. Now I'm not saying that that's that you, you were doing it already because clearly you saw a need. Clearly you knew you could help and you did enjoy it. Yeah. Right. And that's the best way to build your business. Like it's like, it's, it's like building it without like expecting something back. And that's Mm -hmm. still the way that I operate my business. Right. Like I provide, like I give, like, I literally, Mm -hmm. like if I, like when I'm every, for every six figures I make, I know that I put at least a million dollars worth of value out before that six figures came to me, but it's not my responsibility to be like, Oh, Anna, Anna, listen to this podcast on, you know, carve your own fucking path. And now Anna, like she needs to pay me back now and become a client. Like that's super transactional and gross. Yeah. It's so gross. Definitely. So like for me, I'm just like, I put out all the value. Like, and that's what I did. Like, I'm just like, I love what I do. I can't not help somebody. Like if somebody Mm -hmm. needs my help and I know I can help them, I'm going to make an offer. Whether that's like, can I give you a little suggestion? Like, would you mind? Or literally being like, I know I can help you. Let's hop on a console next week. Mm -hmm. So coming from that place. Yeah. Is a game changer right? Because of this, like removing the expectation. Now, did you even know what a business coach was? Because coaching is kind of new-ish. I had one forever ago, but that was way before the internet. And so you didn't even know what a business coach was necessarily. So how did that happen? My idea of coaching was like, yeah, my idea of coaching was like, hey, football, it's sports. And then (laughs) the other side, like in terms of like personal development, self-help, it was more like motivational speakers. Like that's like Oprah, like that would be like my, yeah, that was like my closest, you know, Mm -hmm. um, idea of like, and again, that's not even a coach, right? It's just someone that's motivational, inspirational. So no, I had no idea. So actually like that transition, like I, I called myself a business consultant like okay. so many times, like my, cause also just my personality type, like, again, so I'm very strategic, but also I'm very like, that's why my clients love me. Cause I'm like, you're just so no bullshit. Like you're just yeah. like, you cut the fat from like, you just like remove all my reasons and excuses for like, why I can't do the thing. Right. In a right. loving way. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's like, that's the thing. It's like, I, ha- I have to say the things to you. Cause if, if I don't no one else in your life will. For it's so sure true. Shit. Like, yep. That yeah. is so true. And that's always a real right. friend I say. So right. and then I'm just an expensive friend, yeah. not your coach. Right. <laughs> exactly. And right. okay. So personal so, branding. Yeah. yeah Sorry, I I mean, got... So, I mean, no, 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 it's good. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, like so excited about talking about this. <laughs> um, but I guess long story short was just like, as a business consultant, so many of my clients were like, you're so good at this like mindset thing. This is why I tell people, even if you're a mindset coach and you work with mindset coaches, like stop using coach speak. Cause even I was like, what the fuck is mindset? So then I started down this like rabbit hole of this whole like realm. And I was like, oh, so it was like another innate gift. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. And so I just, yeah. And then I just started like 
from excitement and from like wanting to deepen my toolbox. Then I got certified in, in coaching tools and all like all the way up to trainer level. Right. But it wasn't because I get like, it wasn't the permission slip for me to become a coach or create clients. Mm-hmm. Like that was already the thing. I was just okay. like, Got it. So you, you had these skills, let's say it mindset, subconscious mind, especially, and really going deeper, mm-hmm. but you didn't know what mindset coaching was. That wasn't a, a buzzword or something you knew. Okay. No. Yeah. Because it's thrown around so much now. And I feel like, yes, it's a big, important piece to it all, but who's really again, embodying it. And I think you do walk the talk, talk the walk. Oh, one of those. Yeah. Both. <laughs> yes. And so mindset, uh, sorry, personal branding, because mm-hmm. you live in Mexico. Yeah. A lot of your photos, you're in nature, in a bikini. Mm-hmm in a, in the ocean, like all of that. So how much, uh, how much of that do you think is important to building your brand? And was that a, like a strategic move or did it just naturally happen? So branding is important, but not like, you don't need to worry about that shit until you've made at least like six figures in your business. Like mm-hmm. you can make six figures. Like that's what I'm saying. Like, it depends who I'm talking to. I'm talking to an entrepreneur who hasn't made their first six figures yet we can do it sloppy in a simple way, like simple and effective way, draw you a straight line to the hundred K like branding isn't part mm-hmm. of that. Copy isn't part of that. A podcast isn't part of that. Your oh, messaging really? isn't part of that. Your niche isn't part of that. Right. So I'm not anti-website, all the stuff. Right. But I'm just yeah. saying like, you have to know what your number one priority is and then only do those things that are essential to that. Like remove everything fucking else, like Got literally it. carve yeah. the path there. Right. So yeah, your messaging is all about simplify to scale and also like get your, or, um, hit your first 10 K in 20 hours or less. Yeah. So that's a bit of your messaging. How did you arrive at these exact numbers? For me, it's because of what I've experienced in my life. Mm-hmm. Right. So kind of like even what I was alluding to on this podcast, it's like a lot of this was my innate gifts. Like I've always been like the efficient way, the simple okay. way, the effective way. I do not, I don't like exactly. That's the whole reason also why I didn't stay in corporate. I was like, this is the most inefficient way for mm. me to, to check all the boxes totally. in my life. Like, yeah, I refuse to do 15. Like it does not need to be like that. Yeah, totally. Right. So but again, yeah. Okay. So yeah, cut the fluff, cut the bullshit, like just focus on the priorities and how does someone yeah. figure out what that priority is? I love that question. So in order to figure out like what your priority is, like obviously you need to know where you are and where you're going, right? Mm-hmm. Because the priorities that you work on is that bridge to that, okay. right? So that's yep. like, you know, I was even talking with one of my clients yesterday. She's like, she's so close to 10K months. And she's like, she was just talking about like how she's like, oh, like I'm like so close, but I still haven't done it. So a part of me like lacks that belief that I'm going to be able to do it. And I was just quite getting curious. That's why I say curiosity is literally like to make you so much fucking money. But yeah. it's like, I was <laughs> yeah. just curious. I was like, well, why? And she's like, well, I've been like, because I've done so many things. I've tried so many things. And I was like, that's exactly it. You know, so many ways. It's twofold. You know, all the mm-hmm. ways you want to make 10K. But that's also the reason right. why you haven't made 10K because you've literally changed your coach every six months or like, you know what, what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like you're just changing your coach every six months or it's like you, you put out a new offer every fucking month. And it's like, that's yeah. why you're doing too many things. And that's not what's required to 10K. It's actually less. If you want to make 10K, yes. you need to peel back. You need yeah. to peel back. It's so counterintuitive. It is so counterintuitive. And this was something that you knew already. Not okay, like so in the initially, right? That was not like, otherwise I would have hit 10K months. And I did hit 10K months pretty quick, but it's mm-hmm. because I, I had that realization mm-hmm. in the first year of my business. Because that okay. first year of my business, I was doing all the things and yeah. spinning out in mind drama, overthinking things, overcomplicating things, overanalyzing. Right. And then yeah. my behaviors were exactly that, like changing things all the time instead of changing mm-hmm. my level of thinking, like a new way of being needs to be brought to the table. Right. This is so huge. Again, so simple. What is, okay. So my thing with the coaching industry is it's so much around money. Yeah. And you talk about 10 K months or 20 K, you know, so there yeah. is this focus around money. What does that mean for you? What does 10 K mean? 
so it's I love that you asked that too because I I think I wrote an email or something about this like a little while ago but 10k months is it's amazing because it's like you hit this place in your life and your business where it's like it's well beyond need you don't need to hit 10k months I always tell people I'm like that's mm-hmm. overflow money unless that's you're living in San Francisco <laughs> right like okay like let's just it depends who you fucking are yes are, yes yes like, majority of people, right? Because let's think about right. this. It's true. The average American salary is literally like what, $50,000, $60,000. The same thing is true with the average mm. self-employed business owner. Mm. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Right. Makes sense. Yep. Right. So it's like, there's like, like, I don't know, like that's a nine out of 10 people. It's like, that. okay, that's excessive. Let's say eight out of 10 Americans, right. Are living in great lives like mm-hmm. children going to school, extracurriculars, like they're doing all the things. I mean, this mm-hmm. isn't a money management conversation, right? Like, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes for them, but right. the point is people are living their lives, right? Like they're mm-hmm. sufficient, there's enoughness, right? They're not living yeah. paycheck to paycheck and am I going to keep the lights on next week? And that's often like, that's like, so when you hit 10K months, it's like now you're able to do so much more in your life than ever before. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's totally different. Like it's like, now I'm able to like invest at such a high level. So it's like scaling your business, but then it's like also like scaling my business in other ways, like in investing and buying land and all the things mm-hmm. right now I'm able like with a huge working capital account for my business. So it's like, that wasn't the case in the beginning of my business. Right now, right, I, like yeah. now it's like, I have an actual account to nourish my business all the time. Cause I always tell people like, especially as a business coach, like if you don't have the money to invest in your business, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. It's not just oh, because yeah. I'm a, a coach. It's literally like if a restaurant ran out of fucking money, that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. In order to pay its employees and keep it going. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I have like a working capital account and then also like a life account and all the things. So it's like when you are making 10K months, you're able to really like fuel that and like at a, mm-hmm. at like a compounding rate, mm-hmm. right? And so it just allows you to check all the boxes in another way, right? And that looks different for everybody. For me, yeah. it's, I love a simple life. I, mm-hmm. I love simple living and slow living. I love travel. I love investing. I love making mm-hmm. my money work for me. Right. So those are the things right. I invest in. Some people want to buy Chanel bags and you do you. <laughs> you do you. Yeah. N- not my jam. I'm on your page for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. I really love how you explain that. Thank you. Because I, I feel yeah. like people get caught up in, in, in including myself, just getting in the, in the online world and these numbers thrown around and looking, mm. you know, to the next person, like, well, this person just made 50 K what am I doing wrong? So yeah. it becomes that, that inner, you know, self talk. So let's talk about your, here, I'm going to use the word mindset practices and how you incorporate that into your life and business. And also the things that you share, like, what was the click? The click for me was like working on, and you'll hear me say this a lot and talk on this a lot. If you're in my vortex, the click is the, the self-concept. So there's three mm-hmm. buckets of belief. This is what I tell my clients. There's three buckets of belief that like you need to work on, right? Like very little of your strategy will change. Like your strategy might change when you really like master and hone these three buckets of belief, mm-hmm. but that doesn't okay. mean that they will, right? So these three mm-hmm. buckets of belief is self-concept, client concept, and offer concept. And mm-hmm. it's literally quite, it's quite literally how you see yourself in the world and how you perceive the world sees you, mm-hmm. Right. And then the same thing is like, how do you see your clients and how do you think your clients see you? And then your offer, like, how do you see your offer? Right. And mm-hmm. so it's three buckets of belief. And what I realized, like looking backwards, when I was like, how did I do what I did? Right. That's the best way. I always tell my clients, like when you're building out your process and helping your clients get to hundred percent results in the process that you teach your clients, it's like, you have to look back and really super think on what you did. Okay. To make really it break that down. repeatable. Yeah. But do you believe that your process will be the same as someone else's? I think or are these some... concepts that are broad? Yeah. I mean, I think there's there's always gonna be some overlap because at the same time, there's like those universal principles that will mm-hmm. remain true. 
right? So those mm-hmm. whole, like, I mean, it's all backed up by science. I mean, you can Google the Pygmalion effect, right? Ooh, so t- yeah. What's that? So <laughs> I'm like, okay, at a really high level, like, yeah, the Pygmalion effect at a really high level is like your, your view of somebody else is going to influence actually how they behave. Oh, okay. Right. So this is actually really, this is actually taught in the education system, like students mm-hmm. and teachers. So everybody right. listening, Pygmalion effect. Right. Then we know that, you know, law of attraction, if we're going to go that route. Right. Mm -hmm. And I often don't even speak about that stuff, even though I'm hyper spiritual. It's like I teach things in a really like grounded, universal Mm -hmm. way. Yeah. That's not, it's just, it is what it is. It's like if I hold a pen and it drops, it's gravity. Right. Yeah. So, um, what else? Yeah. So it's like there's always going to be like some universal application to what I teach. Right. Mm -hmm. But also what I teach my clients is like, and it's what I've developed as well is like thought leadership is required in order to get to six figures and beyond and sustain it. Right. In a way where Mm -hmm. it's like exactly that you're not, I don't regurgitate what my business coach teaches me. Right. And then Mm -hmm. using that to teach other people. Right. right? You do it. Yeah. It's the same thing as if I read a book and then taught that concept. It's like, no, what you do is you read this concept in a book fucking apply it to your own life right yeah and then create your own concept from that okay so you would recommend people you it's the yeah the regurgitation is is everywhere that's the thing yeah but it's everyone's own experience and that your experiences you're speaking from that place because you have done it and so what would be the three simple shifts to create repeatable 10k months and now this is specifically for people in a consulting coaching type business right yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so and i mean the same would be true like like i don't know if like is your audience just consulting and coaching or is it like anybody in business i would say anyone i mean at this point it's it's morphed but yeah yeah okay so Mm -hmm. what i would say is like like okay so if it's coaching consulting model but Again, even if you're not in that, I would, I always tell people this, like really just like ask yourself, like, how did this, how would this apply to me? How does this apply Mm -hmm. to me? So, because like I said, everything that I teach, it really is. It's based on timeless business principles. It's not based on like fucking business coaching fads of 2021. Like seriously, like this is the stuff that's been true. It's no, but seriously, like this is the stuff that's been true since before the Roman times and what's going to be true in the year 4020. That's Mm -hmm. what I teach, like true business principles. So on that note, the first one is exactly that. Like your belief is the best business strategy that needs to be airtight, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you're looking for other people, like how your audience is responding, like what your client's behavior is in order to validate for you where you're going as the visionary and what's true in your business, you're going to be fucked. Like seriously, Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's what I'm saying. Cause it's like, that needs to be airtight. Cause if it's not airtight, one little thing happens and it cracks your whole container of belief. Right. Yeah. And that's a slippery slope. Mm -hmm. What about the, the, okay. Let's say you believe it wholeheartedly, but you're not getting that proof of concept, let's say. Right. So, and again, it kind of depends what stage Mm -hmm. of business the person's in right? Um, Let's just say someone that's working towards their first six figures in business. Mm -hmm. So once you have your belief locked in, right, what you need to do is, and I always tell my clients this, like you need to make your decisions and commit to them. Mm -hmm. Do not change them, right? Like instead change your mind. Like if your mind starts to unsell you on your pricing or your offer Mm -hmm. or your niche, like your job is to resell your mind, not go with your unsupervised thinking and make a bunch of decisions in your business from like emotional reaction. Again, another slippery slope. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Interjecting quick, because you just, Mm -hmm. you were speaking about this recently about the only two decisions you need to make Uh in your business. Can you speak on that? Future focused. Right. Yeah. Because so often it's like, and here's also the thing, like what I mean by the past is also like, even right now, like the sentence I just said, that's in the past. Like that's an accomplished piece of information. Like Kat mm-hmm. said, past focus or future focused, right? So it's like current results in your business as well as past results in your business. It's like, if we make decisions based on that, we will just replicate that out into the future. Right. Yeah. So true. Right. I really love so that. Like yeah. You have to make decisions because the future doesn't exist. You create it mm-hmm. with your mind. Like this isn't yeah. like, 
this like whatever this is literally science that's why I right. always tell people it's like it's a science like exactly 100% works 100% of the time mm-hmm. right so like yep. I always say that because it's like for my people it's like it's good to like rep you can lean back in that oh, okay mm-hmm. it's not just some fucking shit cats pulling out of her asshole it's like no <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> It's like, it's been, yeah, proven. It's just been branded, I think different and the woo, which I love woo, but it's been, you know, put into this category, but again, Mm -hmm. it's, it's so much, uh, it's just the universal laws. Yeah. And it's also because it's taught by people that aren't like necessarily embodying it. Right. So it's like when you create your own results and you repeat it over and over again, that's also science. Mm -hmm. Right. Like a scientist running experience. He doesn't, he doesn't, she, whatever they don't just run it once they run it again and again and again and then it gets peer reviewed mm-hmm. right so it's like that's exactly like what I was talking about before when it comes to like your process and you don't just like yes you can teach something if you've done it once but the best thing would be like if you've done it multiple times right yeah. so then you can really see like what is the common denominator or between mm-hmm. that created this result mm-hmm and then how can I like package this in a way where it helps my clients do it even faster than I did? Mm-hmm. Because I'm looking backwards at it now. Right. With a different, a different lens. Yeah. With hindsight, yeah. my mm-hmm. mind is completely different now. Like the person, mm-hmm. the, the level of my thinking and being in creating that is different than the person that's now observing it. Mm-hmm. Right. right. It's all in the mind. Okay. So belief airtight, airtight. Yeah. Airtight belief like high level decision making, mm-hmm. right? High level decision making. And then you need to focus. Like, so if, if you have your belief, you have your decisions and then your job literally is to just stay in implementation. Okay. The doing. So that third shift, just, yes, to stay mm-hmm. in the doing, right? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Totally. So, and like massive doing, not like, not like massive mm-hmm. action, not passive action, right? So there's so many people that, you're doing the busy work, right? I was just talking with a past mm-hmm. client. She's re-enrolling, right? And one of those things, she was like, yeah, I've just been doing, like signing up for a lot of like business related programs, like certifications and mm. and more stuff on like mindset training and all the things. And she's like, but I'm still not selling. And it's like, exactly. Yeah, like, it's the paralysis of learning or thinking that you need more right. and more information, but you have the information. Right. Yeah, right? yeah. You just need exactly. the- the, the tools also, but I think in your case, it's like, it's the stepping back, stripping all this stuff away, seeing the path and guidance. Yeah. So you have a big, yeah. a business coach. Of course, of course. Yeah. All but the it's time. also because, yeah. And it's like, it's not because I'm not one of those people that's like, in order to sell high level coaching, you need to have like, like there's a reason behind it so that you can understand what it feels like viscerally to invest mm-hmm. at a high level. So it's like, right. there's just this idea of like, it's hard for you to really hold space and empathize with somebody, how it feels to put time on a credit card if you haven't done it, right? right. It's not that you can't yeah. sell it. It's just that it's going to be hard for you to really understand what that person's going through on a somatic level, mm-hmm. right? Okay. And then like expect them to like, you know, they should just do it. And it's like, well, you do it. <laughs> like, right. Right. Yes. But, but, like, okay. um, but really what I, like, I always tell yeah. people, like, if it's like, let's say, you know, it's not about whether you're investing your one-on coach or a mastermind, whatever the fuck it is. It's like, mm-hmm. you just want to know the reasons for why, like, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you want a one-on-one coach? That's the curious space I would go to. Like, why wouldn't right. you? It's not about investing or not investing. It's like, why wouldn't you? Yeah. It's a luxury. That's a curious space. In it in that it's yeah, but it's investing, it's, yeah, yeah. It depends how you see it, right? Like I value right. coaching so much, where it's like I put it above and beyond everything else. Like mm-hmm. I understand the value of coaching so deeply. It's like I was just telling you about like investing in land and all that stuff, right? Because right. I understand the ROI of it. So the mm-hmm. reason why someone doesn't necessarily value high coach at the highest level is because they don't understand the ROI. But that's also the seller's responsibility in communicating that. Hmm. That's true. Yes. And okay. Right. What are you so offering? Like, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you're offering one-on-one coaching for people. Ultimately, that would that would be your main. Yeah. So what I offer. teach my clients is take one offer to 10k first. 
So I'm not okay. like one offer for the rest of your life until you die. It's like, you have to learn mm-hmm. how to sell the fuck out of one offer before you add another offer. Like, cause it's like that yeah. learning how to work with one offer allows you to develop the skill sets that are necessary, right? There's mm-hmm. the beliefs, the mindsets, and then there's the skill sets, mm-hmm. like honest conversation, right? So if you're having a new offer every month, you are not honing this necessary skill sets, period. Right. Yep. It's the shiny object. Right. Right. Thing. Yes, back to yeah. decisions, right? Mm-hmm. Decide on the one off that's going to take you to 10K consistent months. So I would say at least three months in a row, then you can mm-hmm. say it's consistent, right? Exactly like I was saying, repeatable results. Okay. Right. And so mm-hmm. that we're not getting like, oh, I'm not consistent. It's like you can have three 10K, but three will make it consistent. So mm-hmm. once you take one offer to 10K, then add another. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So one-on-one coaching yes but then I also have my group coach program oh my program God, okay group coaching and program at the same time. yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, there's a blend yeah. and okay so lifestyle wise you are mm-hmm. what working 20 hours per week yeah roughly typically less. okay really <laughs> yeah. okay mm-hmm. and how is that um, how did you arrive at that was that also on your goal was to really like maximize but decrease the hours yeah because I want to bring my genius to the world like I know what I do really helps people right Mm -hmm. and not just on a money level it's not like it's not just financial liberation right it's like I literally liberate my clients mentally and emotionally and spiritually right I give them their mind back I teach Mm -hmm. them how to take their emotions back right instead of having fear at the wheel of their business you are at the wheel of your business fear can just like sit in the back seat and chill Mm-hmm. right yeah all those things so because I always tell my clients like if you want financial liberation like you actually need to do like mental emotional liberation that's like the only way to be financially liberated right oh, it's like your business juicy. is a healing modality like it sure shit is like if you allow it to be and if you don't allow it to be that's why you quit because it's too much okay. it's like yeah, yeah because it's like you can't take the heat of the healing modality mm-hmm. because it all your is. stuff comes up right I mean everything oh, yeah. I I had no idea what was, what was, I was in store. And that's the Get thing off. is, but what about, okay. What about people that have businesses? I mean, this is, you can't probably answer this, but no one could, but it's like, it's not an extension of who they are. It's a shop on the corner and they, you know, have a, a convenience store. Yeah. That's I just also wonder. why they make the same amount as people that are employees. They literally mm-hmm. have the same mindset and it's so they make the same amount. Okay. Right. People like whatever, yeah. they just it's their belief. Like literally, I like we could literally have a whole other episode on that and like dive into like what would be some common beliefs of you mm-hmm. know the person that's running a restaurant, right? Maybe this is really hard. Um, you know, it's so expensive. I don't know, whatever it is. Like we could just right. play around with it. But yeah. And then they would again, it's the same thing. That's what I'm saying. It's not just coaches, right? And they're gonna make decisions mm-hmm. based on emotions, unsupervised emotions and thinking. Mm-hmm. It requires grit, just like any other business, right? And some people can't take the heat and some people walk through the fire, literally the fire walk through mm-hmm. the businesses. Right. I love when you say unsupervised thoughts. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah. Ask me it's, how it's a, I always say that. <laughs> yeah. It's a wild west in there. Yeah. You literally. know. Mm-hmm. And what are some of your daily practices, whether it's a morning routine or something that he help, helps you stay on track? Yeah. So every single day I'm doing um, what I call models of reality. So it, it's based on NLP, applied neuroscience. That's literally what NLP is. It's just applied mm-hmm. neuroscience, neuroscience. You can apply to your life, become a better human, business owner, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> what I do is I do like a day, morning self-coaching practice right? Again, like that's how much I value coaching. It's like, I coach mm-hmm. myself every single day, right? I'm very clear on like what's happening unconsciously in my, in my reality. If I have this certain set of thinking and I'm feeling this type of way, this is probably how I'm going to show up and the results I'm going to create. And I do not move on from that until I'm very clear and aware. Yep. It's my thoughts. It's going to create these results not the pandemic, not the fact that my Instagram follows 2000 people, not the fact that I don't have a podcast, not the fact that my TikToks Mm -hmm. and my reels don't get traction. I'm not viral yet. None of that fucking matters. Right. Yep. Right. And it's all because my, my people aren't ready to buy. It's like, no, your thoughts are the thing that's driving your entire reality and the results you're creating. 
Mm-hmm. Like there's no point in you doing any type of work in your, like when it comes to energy work or um, self-coaching or mindset work, like if you do not step away from that work as a different person, it doesn't mean 180 degree shift, right? But just mm-hmm. literally having that awareness that I'm hundred percent responsible for the way this day is going to go and the results I'm creating. And it doesn't yeah. mean you hit your goal the first time, like to be clear, like we need to normalize the fact that like, it's normal to not hit your goal the first time, even the seventh time, right. totally yep. normal. So I'm not saying that, but like, like I'm just literally saying like, it's exactly that. Like you need to make those one degree shifts into creating the result. And the only way you can do that is if you're aware that your thoughts are the reason that the gap still exists. Mm-hmm. Total ownership. Yeah. Of everything. You can't yep. do that if you're like, you do your energy work, you're self-coaching and you're like still blaming everything else. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's huge. Right? It's like putting the, the responsibility within your own hands. And I think that's why entrepreneurs do what they do. I mean, we create businesses for that, but it is yeah. so scary at the same time because to take ownership is to be yeah. aware. Yeah. Because responsibility as a state in your body doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. Like literally like people are just like, I need lovey dovey emotions to be running my business. No, you fucking don't. You need yeah. to be in a state of responsibility. And guess what? That does not always feel good. If there's parents listening to this, they're probably nodding along. Yes. Right. I was going right? to say, sometimes I segue. don't want to. Yeah. You don't want to. That's totally fine. There's so many things you don't want to do in your life, but you there, like there's responsibility of making sure your rent is paid, making sure your bills are paid on time, making sure your credit card, whatever the fuck it is mm-hmm. that you're responsible for in right. your life, like your dog. Like, yeah, you might not want to take your dog out for a walk, but if you don't do it in the next five minutes, he's going to take a shit in your kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Right? Yeah, so, and so you got to do it. Courage, like courage mm-hmm. isn't a really fuzzy emotion, but sometimes no. it's, it serves you. Right. So that's why I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just like, there's a lot of people teaching a lot of things and it just, it takes people off track. It's like, yeah. you do and not need high types, you need useful emotions. Right. I love this because the other thing I see a lot is do what feels good constantly. And I'm like, well, this doesn't feel good. This feels like, yeah, this feels shitty and all of that. So then it becomes, okay, this isn't right for me. Then it doesn't yeah. feel good. Yeah. Yeah. No, I always tell people like, I promise you, I will, I coach you at a deep master of level. I will never tell you do it. Like do what you're inspired to do. Like what's like mm-hmm. the most exciting thing for you to do? Like excitement, like for example, like the state of excited, you probably don't want to be selling in a, an excited state. Mm-hmm. Right. Think about it. Literally it's think too, about it. Like yeah. if, if, yeah, if you and I were on a console right now and I was like, oh my God, well, I'm so excited. Like it's just too, it's the energy is actually much. too high. You need right. to be leaned back, create comfort and safety and, and mm-hmm. create that like steadiness in a sales conversation. Doesn't mean that excitement's not a good emotion. Just might not be useful based on the context. Mm-hmm. That's what matters. There's no such thing as a better or best emotion or thought or belief. It's mm-hmm. like, what's useful for this result? Straight mm-hmm. line. Right. Okay. Yeah. And in your case, are you upping your goals constantly? Is this something you're checking in with and going, okay, I'm just going to keep leveling up. Yeah. So to like tail off, like the whole like self-coaching practice, it's like, I get really clear on like the unconscious mm. and then I redirect to the conscious. And so mm-hmm. my goal remains the same. I do not change it. Even if it takes me two years to hit the goal, this okay. is where most people, again, because I decided right? Going back mm-hmm. to that second step. So many people are like, well, I didn't hit 10 key months the first time or the second time or the third time. I guess I'll just settle. Guess it's right. not meant for me. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yep. So again, they fucked up that second step, mm-hmm. right? Like, no, mm-hmm. the decision doesn't change, right? If you change the decision from that emotion of, you know, lack or inadequacy or whatever, you stepped out of that high level decision. And now you made a low level decision. You will then implement at a low level and you'll create low level results. Yeah. Boom. Like you literally made a decision based on like inadequacy. Like what kind of results do you think you're going to create? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, I always tell people like, that's what I'm saying. It's like two plus two equals four. It's like just common sense. It has yeah. nothing to do with like spirituality and all the things. It's like, again, mm-hmm. I'm very fucking spiritual. And that's why I very rarely talk about it. Cause I'm just like, has nothing, to, it has everything to do with it. Like, but that's because yeah. like, exactly. You operate as a very spiritual divine being. 
Like mm-hmm. you thinking the highest level of yourself, thinking the highest level of your clients, of your community, of your messaging, of your offer. Mm-hmm. That's where the spirituality comes in. That's where your div- divinity comes in, right? Your decisions yeah. coming from a divine level, not from the low level of I'm a piece of shit and I'm ever going to hit 10K months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is this something you combat with people on a regular basis? Oh, is yeah. this low so 90% level? 90% of the work. Yeah. 90% of the work. Your brain okay. will always, because think about this, like think about this in like relationships or your health and fitness goals, like your brain will always want to unconnect. Always. Mm-hmm. Totally normal. That's why I always tell my clients, like that's, this is a hundred percent normal. It's part of the process. Nothing has gone wrong. And mm-hmm. what do we know we need to do when the brain does this? What do you know is your next step? Oh, I love this. I like my group coaching clients. Like they're like, remember Kat says, right? Like they're like self-coaching each other. I love it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's cute. Like, remember it's the greatest, right? Cause they're like, they're just like super high level. And I'm like, they're like, they're like, remember Kat says like the brain will always want to uncommit. So your job is just to resell it, resell it on the decision. Like whether it's the macro decision of a goal or the mm-hmm. micro decision of like who your best fit client is and only speaking to them. Like, where did you uncommit to that? On a really subtle way, your brain is so sneaky. It is clever. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. It's so sneaky. That's why you need to be on top of it before you get into your day, before you do work, mm-hmm. checking in, slowing your brain down. I always tell my clients, you need to slow your brain down. Yeah, definitely. So that's 90% of the work. And then the 10% is like, okay, let's judge your strategics. Like mm-hmm. well, what's happening here strategically in your business, making sure that's all green light. And then the rest of that is exactly that. Mm-hmm. All the mind stuff, like yes, belief, but also exactly that the mind doing what the mind does brain yeah. your brain right like your belief you check and then but your brain will still be a brain right mm-hmm. yep mm-hmm. i love how you say zhuzh yeah <laughs> zhuzh. and the mindset work i you know again what no, i can't think of another word to use but it's it's crazy how it's not taught to us i mean this is stuff we don't know at all so we have to then learn or never learn but that it's a constant practice. I mean, I, I just feel like it's a lifelong practice. And once you have that awareness, then things start to shift a bit, but it's constant. I mean, I don't feel like there's one day you wake up and, and no, everything and that's has shifted. Yeah. And that's the thing. People use mindset work or self-coaching. Cause again, self-coaching is different than mindset work. Like mindset is just like, you know, really staying in a state of perception that's useful. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, but self-coaching is different, right? It's like literally like making the changes on like a neurological and cellular level. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea here is that so often folks that are in personal development, again, you don't have to be a coach or a consultant. I have plenty of clients before I worked specifically with like online business owners. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that are, again, like the business owners that are making well beyond an employee, why do you think? Because they prioritize, they understand the value, like that their mind is their number one asset. Mm-hmm. When they upgrade that, everything else upgrades. That's the only thing that right. they need to be changing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was I so there with you. I'm like, yeah. yeah. I know. <laughs> Pregnancy, right? Um, but it's this idea where they, we use it as a, as a weapon against ourselves. Like I'm going to mm. use this, like, inner child healing to like get out of this or to get into this. Like I just need to do more coaching so I can get into that result. And we literally Mm. use it as Mm -hmm. a way of escapism of the here and now and being okay. Like we think that there is better than here basically. Mm -hmm. Right. And I need to understand why and where this belief came from. Like if that serves you go for it. I don't need to know what happened to me when I was five and a half years old. And that's why. like the, why doesn't fucking matter. It's so true. It doesn't matter. Like, it's the same thing as like, like, you know, I'll raise my hand, like sexual abuse and all this stuff. Right. But it's like, literally, yes, that happened to me. Right. Mm -hmm. And what am I going to do about it now? Right. And this is after, of course, allowing yourself to have beat like, and I'm saying this with the most love, right? Because again, victimhood, there is a useful time for it. Mm-hmm. Right. When you are, right. you, you need to allow yourself to be in the victim state, to tell your story, to process. And then mm-hmm. there comes a point where it's not useful anymore. Yeah. Right. Yes. I, so this, yeah. yeah. So I the love the useful, is- the useful part, because so many, it's like, it's really, it, it feels very clear cut the way that you're mm-hmm. describing it. I really, yeah. yeah, I like that. Yeah. And I was literally just even telling a client yesterday, but this whole idea of like, 
you know, getting from, you know, fully booked and then to waitlisted and generating more demand than you have supply. Right. And I'm mm-hmm. like, when you're in the, when you're filling up your waitlist, when you're filling up your, your practice, one of the beliefs that will serve you the best, right. Is that people are ready to buy now. People want this yeah. now, but then once mm-hmm. you're fully booked, right. And then your brain's going to be like, but people won't want to wait. People won't want to wait. Exactly. So now the belief that you had before that people are ready now might not serve you to building the waitlist. People want to wait. People will wait as long as they need you to work with me. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. So you see, it's just about usefulness. It's not like, oh my God, this is the Holy Grail thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And know that it's always going to be a bit of a, a shift, meaning it's going to mm-hmm. come in no matter what. And so in your case, now you've been doing this four or five years, what, what at this point are you most proud of? Oh my gosh. Oh my God. That's such a loaded question. You know what? I think it's not loaded. The thing that immediately comes to mind is literally who I've become. Mm. Like I've never been, it has, it's nothing to do with the money. It's like, I mean, the money's part of it. So I'm not going to sit here and say it's not, we live in a 3d world and, mm-hmm. and money is important, but it's really who I've become. Yeah. I'm so proud of like the, like everything has changed in my life because of the work that I've done mm-hmm. to my level of being and my level, like my state of mind and my state of being. It's like my relationships. Like I was literally on the phone with my mom the other day and I was like, literally mom, like she knows shit all about like life coaching, right? But if you were to know yeah. like the way of life, like, you yeah. know, like all the realms of life, it's like, I literally am like, they're all a 10 out of 10. And here's the mm-hmm. thing, when you get to a 10 out of 10, you more 10 out of 10s open up, right? So there's it, right. Like, Exactly to answer your previous question, right? It's like, yes, the goals, not because it's for more and more and more that used to be me. Mm-hmm. Like that used to be me. I would make goals responsible. I would delegate responsibility to a certain goal or a certain milestone in order for me to have my core need met of feeling successful, feeling worthy, all the things. Got it. It's for the validation. Right? Yeah. To, okay. Right? Yeah. If I hit the mm-hmm. goal, I'm going to make this fucking arbitrary gold I pulled out of my butthole mm-hmm. literally responsible <laughs> for making me feel like this is a successful person mm-hmm. like it's wild right mm-hmm. um so yeah it's just that like every single area of my life is like incredible right and it's because mm-hmm. like it's it's the emotional wealth that's what I'm most proud of the emotional yeah. wealth and mm-hmm. then literally the financial so wealth the clients it's all just cherries on top mm-hmm. and it's all connected right I feel like in life coaching, for example, you look at the wheel of life and it's one section is work relationships, you know, romantic love. And then it's like, isn't it all together? Mm -hmm. Isn't it one? And someone said recently, like, well, money and love are related Mm -hmm. that I did not ever think of before. So again, the, the emotional wealth from that, it's like everything it's the magnet, right? The energy that creates more of that energy attracts it to you. Right. Okay. Exactly. Well, that's, that's kind of the end all be all I would say. Yeah. So I know the answer to this next question. What are you most looking forward to? Oh, well, the little guy that's <laughs> on his way, just like a couple months away. So exciting. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just like exactly even, you know, going back to that. It's like, I'm so thankful that like my business is where it is and mm-hmm like the fact that I get to take two months off and I mean, I could take right. more, but I'm like, I was even like struggling with that. I'm like, do I have to take that? Like, I'm like, I love yeah. my business. So I'm just like, do I have to? Like, I'm like, like, it only takes a couple hours a day. Like, do I really need to take <laughs> off work? I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm like, do I really need to like, take off? I'm like, I work from home. The little guy's going to be here. I work like two hours. I'm like, is it really like, do I need to? Like, it was, it was very interesting. Wow. Like, that's yeah. a whole episode on like how I did Matt leave and all the things, but yeah. So I'm most excited okay. about little baby come the new path mm-hmm. that I'm going to be crying right. as a mother. Did uh, you always want to be a mother? Well, that's an interesting question. So yes, I've always wanted to be a mother, but it wasn't something like, I know women where I think it's all good. Right. It's just, people have different priority goals. It's like, I know someone mm-hmm. where they're like their number one goal in life is to like have a kid and all the things. Right. And for me, it's like, yeah, it's, I would love that, but it was never like something I white knuckled. 
Mm-hmm. Um, if it happens, it happens. Amazing, right person, all the things. Sure, why not? But then, of mm-hmm. course, I'm a very like I'm very environmental and an activist. Um, I like to tread lightly on the planet. So yeah, I mean, there's also part of me over the last few years where I'm like, mm-hmm. holy shit, like yeah. should any of us like I'm like there, it's overpopulation and you know there's so many kids out there that need parents like I like you know this whole mm-hmm. stray dog mentality right where it's like you know not saying that children are straight dogs but you get the point right yeah, it's like there's... I don't buy a dog from a breeder like I mm-hmm. I adopt a oh, dog yeah. you know like there's yeah. so many dogs that need homes like it's the same idea so but anyway so I overcame all that guilt yeah <laughs> environmentalist guilt um <laughs> yeah. yeah wow it's so exciting and was it planned no it was not oh, okay. planned it was the okay. perfect it was a perfect unplanned manifestation. So exactly what mm-hmm. I was saying, right? Like yeah. our thoughts create results. It's like, when did it happen? I told Danny, my partner, I was like, I am not surprised that this happened. Like not surprised because of like the biological reasons, like right. how, how a baby is made. Like <laughs> we all know how that happens. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, like the really uh-huh. like metaphysical quantum level reasons for why it happened. That's like for the whole year prior to this, I was like asking all of my colleagues who are, mama CEOs mm. and all the things and like asking okay. how they did it and you know and yeah curiosity there you go yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. put it out to the universe so here exactly. it is exactly here it is that's so exciting and when is your due date February 24th oh wow okay okay so how can people find you and soak up all of your juicy energy yeah. and knowledge and I'm like, you want to binge if you want to be in the vortex. I'm like, I'm yes. always like, binge my Instagram. So um, they can find me at Kat Arapis, so like the Instagram handle, Kat Arapis, K-A-T-A-R-A-P-I-S. And that's the exact same thing as my website as well. But the website literally just okay. takes you to offers or to sign up to my email list or mm-hmm. my Facebook group. Yeah. It okay. just, there's some links. There's some links. Yes. You're um, out there yeah. and you have a lot of lives. And, and I, I just, again, want to acknowledge you for how you show up. Thank you. Because that's, that's, it's everything, you know, and once you do that, then things start to, to kind of, you know, go from there. And that's something I help people with as well as, you know, with their, their on-camera presence and really putting themselves out there because that can be a a very scary thing. So thank you so much for sharing your story and diving in and sharing, you know, some of your simple I was going to say tips, but they're much deeper than that. It's like, these are. So just truth. I'm just like, <laughs> it's just, it's exactly. like, <laughs> exactly. yeah, I'm sorry. It's like, exactly. Like, it's like trying to outrun gravity. I'm like, this is it. Like that is it. And that's, it's so mm-hmm. simple. It's ridiculously simple. Um, right. It's the application. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Sticking with it, make a decision and stick with it. You're inspiring me on so many levels. Thanks. So thank you so, so much. Good. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad it finally happened. Thank you so much for listening to this episode brought to you by Be Seen Productions. If you liked what you heard, go ahead and smash that subscribe button wherever you're listening to this podcast so you will be the first to know when an episode is live in the first and last week of the month. And also for visibility, a review makes a huge difference, especially a five-star review. So thank you in advance if you are inclined to, to do so. And if you're a small business owner who is ready to elevate your online presence, get in touch with me, willow at bseenproductions.com. And seen is spelled S-C-E-N-E. Let's make some magic together. Thank you again for being here. I'll see you in the next episode. Until then, keep carving your own fucking path.